God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth will be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. That was Psalm 46, 1 through 3. This is another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tom. And I'm Bryce. There he is. Got him into the loop. All right. Third chair, permanently. Made it. Bryce. And we are not alone. The three of us are not alone. There is a fourth chair. We have, uh, again, returning um, Andrew Coates, one of the deacons here of uh, Lake Worth Baptist Church. How you doing, brother? I'm well. You? Good, good. good. How was your week? Slow week. Yeah. Slow. Is that good or bad? Um, yes. Or right <laughs> where you needed it? Uh, I would like to have been a little busier, but gotcha. Know, is what it is. How about your week, Tom? How was your week? Oh, so good. Good. The new job is. I was, I was gonna say, like, can we like announce that yeah. now as a? Yeah. You, th- they know now. Yeah. You started. <laughs> yeah, started Monday. Okay. Uh, it was like a week, a day and a half of training, and then like I finally got to the warehouse and. Um, it's fantastic. It really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like warehouse geeking out is what it's like for me. Basically. Um, finally got moved into my office today too. I haven't had one of like my own, like four walls and a door and a window office since nice. like, man, six years ago, seven years ago. There's so something about having kind of your nice own again. office, yeah. you know, not, not to be prideful, no, but they're, they're it is nice yeah. having your own own space. I will say that. But uh, no, definitely, I was kind of waiting for the all clear to yeah, announce it, but yeah, um, we're good. definitely an answer to prayer. You know, I've been praying about yep. it. I know a lot of people here, um, it's been addressed in our men's prayer breakfast mm-hmm. multiple times. So whenever you get to see something like that, you get to see God work specifically on a, a prayer. It's exciting. So Prayer works. For How's sure. your week, man? Uh, good, good. Uh, busy, but a good amount of busy. Not too much. Stuff's moving, so it's good. What you, Bryce? Uh, same here. Cool, man. Busy, but um, the right amount of busy. Yeah, just enough to make the week go by fast, but not too much to be overwhelmed. So yep. it was good. Well, we do have Andrew on, um, and it's been a little while since we've done this kind of episode, but we we wanted to have him on for a while to do a, a testimony episode. And I've there's never really a good way to segue into like, hey, here's Andrew. <laughs> talk right right the um, floor is yours yeah but um, say words we yeah i mean i think there's a great story here and um obviously it's your testimony man so yeah you start where you want to but uh floor is yours brother where do i start testimony salvation sure. uh, i had an early uh, early in life i'm had a i was like eight years old i had a false profession um for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, I'll get saved. I'll say these words. As and many then, do. Yeah. Right, as many do, yeah. Um, then it was 1999, December of 99. We were all getting ready for Y2K. The world mm. was going to end. Got your beans, get your rice, yeah, get I your mean, guns. I was the like computers five. computers so. are going to crash. Yeah. And we were having right. a revival service, and um, I don't know, scared of going to hell. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, so let's, let's make this sure. And um, yeah. I know for sure for now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Jesus is uh, Jesus is the reason. Amen. So, do you um, think initially when you, you said you were eight when you made the, the false? I believe so. Yeah, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Was it just like you heard a message and you heard um, something mm-hmm. to the extent of like, "Hey, repeat this," and like there wasn't a lot of like 
right no. substance to it, right? I'm a very agreeable person. So we had a my mom had like a track, and I know she's probably gonna kill me if she listens to this. Uh, she's like, "Here, look at this track, and let's walk through this and read it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." And it's like one of those like chick tracks. Uh huh. Oh man. Um. Right. Take you back. Yeah. Yeah. What? And uh, you know, do you want to get saved? Well, yeah, I want. To, I don't want to. Yeah. get saved. I don't want that to happen to me. So yeah, I'll say these words and got baptized and the whole deal and it was woo, we had a party and it was great and never really just stuck never was like i know for, for beyond a shadow of a doubt that um i'm saved so then uh yeah december tw- uh, december 1999 and then i got i had to wait until springtime to get baptized in a creek nice because that was you know super spiritual Oh, where where was this at? This was this obviously was in, not in Texas. No, right? this was in Maryland. Oh, so you had to wait for things to unfreeze. Correct. Oh, <laughs> it was still cold. That's how how awesome. old were you uh, in ninety nine? I was twelve. Okay, so a four year difference. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Big. Uh, so how old were you in ninety nine? Tom. In nineteen ninety nine, my first daughter was born, so I was nineteen. Mm, okay. So old. We'll let our listeners yeah. do the math there. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, saved 99. Fast forward to 2005. I graduated high school. I went to Thailand for, on a short-term mission trip, like a intern with Tom Gooday, uh, who's going to be with the Lord now. How long? Uh, three months. Cool. Just over the summer. Graduated on like a Sunday night because uh, you know, you're homeschooled. You can graduate whenever you want. And then like Monday morning, <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning. Bye. Nice. Yeah. Um, great you time. Were, hang on, we, Go ahead. we skipped over the homeschooled thing too fast. Oh, sorry. You were homeschooled. Yes, I was homeschooled K through twelve. Okay, loved it. Um, That's thought awesome. it was, it was really good for me. I have, I mean, I don't have like officially diagnosed ADHD or anything like that. But like, um, what's it where you flip your words that I can never think of off the top like of my dyslexia. head? Like dyslexia. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, okay. I have a little bit of a touch of dyslexia. Again, not officially diagnosed, but like, reading is hard. Like, I, I'll have to read. Especially since I'm in the medical field, mm-hmm. I'd have to read it the page three or four or five times and be like, okay. okay, all right, this is what it means. And actually, there is uh, an extension in Chrome. You can download a font that helps people with dyslexia. Interesting. Super cool. Well, that's cool that we've, it's, it's been somewhat of an issue for long yeah. enough that we've found ways to kind of get around it. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, number four of nine kids, homeschooled K through okay. 12. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number what? four of nine? Nine. Six boys, three girls. Wow. Yes. yes. I didn't know that. Oh, were, yeah. were your parents missionaries? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, just uh, Baptists ever, okay. ever since I was, can, can remember. Okay. Um, That's true, true Baptists right there. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah. People are, are you Catholic? Are you Mormon? Are we Christian? I think there's a lot of advantages to homeschooling. I was homeschooled for just a little portion of my life, and um, I, I think that's that's accurate saying that like the the amount of attention that you get right. as a homeschooled kid, um, and actually statistically, homeschooled kids have um, better education than some of our public school kids, well, yeah. than a lot of our public school kids, I believe because they get that that one on one attention, mm-hmm. and they have more time to spend on studying the subject, right. and they also don't have the distractions of all the extracurriculars that we have in our public schools today. Um, that's not saying, advocating necessarily one way or the other. I think right, both right. have their advantages. Well, well, same what facts. Yeah, well, I would say facts. there is homeschooling versus definitely today, you know, your, your public schools. Definitely. It, this, it was this way when I was in the public school system, but it feels like 
they're teaching you how to pass these standardized tests. Oh yeah. Versus teaching you real life application like or, or actually teaching you subjects. Yeah. Um, and again, when you have a class of 20, 30 people, you're just not going to, you can't cater to everybody. Well, and that's the great thing about homeschooling. You can go at the speed of the student. Like yeah. some years I was in third grade reading cause I was terrible at reading, but you know, whatever subject I was in fifth grade, even yeah. though I was actually yeah. in, you know, I was at the age yeah. of whatever. That's awesome. Grade. Yeah. So I really like it. I think it's the right thing for the right people. Yeah. You know, no, that makes sense. My kids do pretty well in public school. Um, but you know, it's not for everyone. No. Yeah. No, I, I was, uh, my last year of high school, I took online school. I didn't go to public school. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't really care much for prom or all the events that right. really seniors really care about. So I chose to actually, I, I, I did the opposite. So I stressed my parents out and I didn't do like any school oh, no. until like the last couple weeks. And I kept telling them like, Hey, I'll get it done. Like, Right, I'll get it done, and they were like they were on me so hard. I remember that, uh, like that yelling awesome. at me all the time, like you need to get it done. You're you're gonna you're end up not passing because you're not gonna finish it in time. And like I'm telling you, four days done, <laughs> entire year of school, four days done, graduated, and that's it was great. And I clearly, clearly it's affected your future performance and yeah, yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, completed, but I sure know how to procrastinate. <laughs> No, down. no, but in in that time, I was able to work a full time job yeah. at seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, work full time hours in the mornings, be yeah. off at night, and while my other friends were going to school right. for eight hours and then going to work for five hours at night, right? And I had the freedom a little bit, so it was very yeah. cool. And I wish I did it uh, for more than just my last year. We we did a video course for like in my senior or junior senior year. I was actually able to caddy. Of like full time, that's cool. More or less full time, uh, which is awesome. It's a great job, um, cash base, cash pay. Mm-hmm. But we did like video courses for. I mean, I can speak almost conversational Spanish. Um, I did not do well in chemistry, uh, but I did like biology and all this bunch of stuff. It was that's cool. It was good. Yeah. That's cool. So, right. so okay, yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. Uh, well, two thousand. Let me back up. Two thousand five. So I went to Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand, about three months. Uh, Tom with Tom Gooday. Actually, that's where I met my wife, Sarah, who's from Texas, because she was, Amen. <laughs> uh, it's just funny how the Lord works. Uh, I was 18, not looking for a relationship. I literally just graduated high school. I had uh, no ambitions beyond spending three months there and going home. Um, that's where we officially like met because she came over with a group from Metropolitan Baptist Church, which okay. is where they were members of at the time. And they were, they came for like a 10, 10 day, two week trip. And uh, we did pass tracks out and just go all over and kind of sightsee, but also get to uh, see people. And she stayed to work with Tom Gooday as like another intern for the summer. So we got to hang out a little bit and um, again, just work, just doing. I was there for manual labor. We had a lot. We had like a sea container of tracks that we had to move up and down this um, the shop. They, or what they call the cage. They call it the cage because Thailand they don't really have a lot of door. They have doors, but like the place we stayed in, you literally like a storefront where you pulled the the thing down in the front and locked it. Oh, okay. Because it had yeah. glass doors that weren't locked. Um, the, the the anti-theft cage. Right, yeah. and we stayed on the third floor, so that was fun every time you had to go up and down. Whatever. It was, you know, it was eighteen. What was the culture like over there? Uh, very friendly, very welcoming. Everyone cool. loves Americans. And it was, I was with um, 
a buddy of mine or a buddy I no, buddy of mine now. Uh, I say buddy of mine. I, we made, I made that friendship there. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. Brian Atkinson, this Larry Atkinson's son, who was the pastor of Metropolitan, he had wanted to go, and Tom Gaudet had a rule that you have to have another dude because he won't let single guys bebop around Thailand because of the uh, the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and makes the, sense. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. People who will throw themselves at you to get a U.S. passport. Accountability. Accountability. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool. that was a good time. It was a very formative. Loved it. I'm um, really glad I went. Uh, highly recommend it. You know, Thailand or any short-term mission trip that just it gives you a different perspective, especially at 18 years old, being raised in you know rural America. We've got everything. And then what was really really cool during this trip was we. Um, <clears throat> There was some Hmong refugees from Laos who were literally crossed the border from Laos into Thailand who were living on the side of the road. And so through uh, non-government agencies and churches in the U.S., they had actually got funds together to provide rice for these individuals once we had actually found them because um, they were literally, literally living on the side of the road in tents. Oh. Like Doctors Without Borders was there, UNICEF was there and you know, with their physical needs, but... Uh, with uh, Tom Gaudet's contacts and Jeff Lang's contacts and his linguistics ability, they were actually to be able to plant a church in that Hmong refugee camp, which now, if I remember correctly, has it is still going. That's how that church got started? Yeah. Like, while you were there? In 2005. Really? Yeah. I, I've heard about that That's church, cool. like yeah, in never... Baptist circles, like even up north, like I've and, and Tom Gaudet is a familiar name up north as well. But like, I've heard about that church. That's insane. Like we drove up into the area and then like wow. got out and like asked at the gas station, like where are these people? They're like cool. oh, they're over there that way. And we just drove out until we found them. And like I heard, I remember hearing about these people back then as well. And like, huh. wow, it was super cool. My mind is blown. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Close that circle for him. Oh, you were there. That's crazy. It, it was super cool. It was really cool to see God work. And then I got to go back in January of 2006. There was a trip or a group going on a trip from Fargo. I can't remember the church there. Fargo, North Dakota? Yes. That. Um, Where Masters Baptist College is at? Maybe. It was Jeff Lang sending church. I cannot. Why, oh, why, why can I not I, think of the I name? Know. Well, they were sending a group, again, like a, a short-term mission, like a two-week trip. And I was like, well, I know, like, my way around town. I know how to use the bus system, the the metro system. Like, I'll go. I, why not, you know? And uh, I got to go back then, and it was just – it's really hot over there. But mm-hmm. it's just, just January, it's a little cooler. But um, it was a good time. So I definitely recommend it. Um, I know my brothers and my family has spent time in Panama. Um, based on like, if you will, the pattern of going on a short term, short term mission trip that I went on. I don't know if all my siblings felt the same way about it that I do, but whatever. Um, so yeah, 2000, uh, Fargo Baptist church. It's Fargo Baptist church. Okay. That's insane. My, what circle did we just close for Um, you? My brother, my youngest brother and my youngest sister both went to college there. Did they go to At Thailand Baptist in 2006? College. No, they didn't go. Uh, my Let's see, my youngest sister would have been in her teens oh. in 2006, mm, but young teens. Oh, no. Um, my youngest brother would have been 
2016 or 17 though that's so they weren't there yet but still like that's where they went to college that's sorry it's a small world man it, i mean i know baptist circles are small but like this is right, the first yeah, time but we're going from this is the first Texas, maryland yeah. to thailand to north dakota texas like right and then like the two missionary kids from germany right, right? like <laughs> just, okay wow yeah sorry like all these little connections are being made in my brain right mm-hmm. now and i'm like what okay okay Super cool that is really cool uh, so 2006, uh, I was just working, going to college. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Wait, wait, hold on. So 2005, you met Sarah? Like like an acquaintance, just like... Okay, so there's nothing really nothing, started there. No, no sparks, no okay. nothing, no... I was there working. She remembers me, like, carrying something heavy, because I still do that. <laughs> uh, but that was, like, the only memory she had of me. Gotcha, and then you went home. And then I went home, Okay. didn't even think about it. Gotcha. Uh, so 2006... Mm. January went to Thailand, two weeks, came home, no big deal. Uh, took a couple of college classes, kind of just floundered, didn't really didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with my life. Took like English 101, maybe music appreciation, because you got to get that stuff out of the way. <laughs> uh, you have to have a, have a humanities, you have to have English, you have to have whatever. And so mid-summer, I started working for a catering company, um, which stoked my love for food service and food. And my boss was a bit of a talker. He convinced me he was going to sponsor me to the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America. Oh. And he was going to just, I mean, uh, yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah, right. I mean, I could imagine you in the actual CIA. That right, as a 19-year-old, cool. oh, yeah, CIA, yeah, cool, right. yeah, food, oh, yes, love it, love it, let's do it. Um, so this, I feel like this is important, proceeding up to my accident. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. I worked for him a couple months. Again, 19 years old, very gullible. The guy was a talker. Uh, I had a vacation planned in September. I was going to go to the beach, and I just bought a Kawasaki 700 jet ski. Yes. As a 19-year-old, because I had adult money, and I was irresponsible living at home. But I was so super stoked to go on this beach trip. And then, like, last minute, pulled the plug. Can't go. I thought about quitting, and I didn't. I don't know. For whatever reason, I didn't. And then my jet ski went on with the rest of my family down to the beach, and I was at home working. <laughs> so, so that trip got pulled because of work? Uh, yeah. So I was replacing someone, uh, one of his employees that was leaving, and that employee left, and I was you know, working. So he had no one to fill my spot. I see. Um, There's a reason. We used to run a small business. I mean, he has, I don't know, maybe 20 employees at that time, and I was running a... Uh, cafeteria kitchen it was just me in a small office building gotcha. so okay. I did breakfast and lunch every day I was there I was there at six out by two it was a great job it's hmm. not bad yeah I had to like and all the hot lunch was brought to me all I had to do was like make a couple egg sandwiches and omelets in the morning and then prep for lunch huh. so it was super easy um, yeah and so I got I let myself get really bitter about that trip really angry um, I was 19 i was in pretty good physical condition i'd always dreamed of being a navy seal because what red-blooded american 19 year old boy doesn't and it was 2006 so we were you know full steam ahead on the world uh, war on terror mm-hmm. so i was like yeah i'll be a navy seal i'm a bad dude uh, my dad had brought home he worked construction he had brought home his crane rope 
Uh, we tied it up in a tree, you know, 30, 40 feet. I could climb it hand over hand. We had an exposed beam in our basement. And I just go down the stairs and just do a couple sets of pull-ups. Um, Cause yeah, was, why not? I don't think I've ever been in that good of shape. <laughs> 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 well, it, it leading it, it leading up to the act anyway. I, I got gotcha. you. So the it was Saturday, September twenty third, two thousand six. I decided to go bow hunting for deer in Maryland. Um, it was overcast, wet, rainy. Still kind of angry about my vacation being canceled last minute. My precious jet ski. Couldn't get to ride it for the first time ever. Did you go hunting often? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd hunted. Uh, that was the second year I'd hunted out of that stand. I killed an eight-point the year before. I cool. hunted a lot. I hunted as a teenager. So you, you were experienced. This wasn't yeah, like a new oh, yeah. hunting trip or anything. No. And so the night before, I had gotten all my stuff out. Like, the stand was there. from the. I had put it up early in the season because usually in August, you go kind of scout, put your stuff in. So if you disturb anything, the pattern reestablishes mm-hmm. so you can sneak in and uh, go hunting. So it was all set up. And I remember, I specifically remember that night searching for my safety harness, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find. I was like, you know, I'm 19. You know, I've done this, I've done this hundreds of times. What do we need a safety harness for? I'm immortal. Basically, right. Um, so, yeah, climbed up there. It was you know, 60s. I had my hunting camo on, overcast, rainy. I was tired from the week, you know, working that week, but I was going to bow hunt. And still angry, kind of trying to decide what I was going to do with my life because still this is just a job. I've come to the conclusion that this guy was a talker. He was just using me for a warm body, which is yep. funny, as some small business owners do. And so I decided right there, then and there in that stand, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to tell my family. I'm just going to join the Navy. I'm going to go. I've, I've done my bit for God. I've done the mission strips. I've done – I was doing like local outreach in the parks handing out tracks. I like, oh God, I've, I've done the, uh, Jerusalem, Jude, uh, Samaria and the other most parts. Yep, like yeah. I've done, I've okay. checked, I've done, you know, I've, I've got you, I got you, now you get me. Um, so I made the decision that I was going to do that. And, um, I never climbed out of the stand. I remember later that morning waking up on the ground. Um, uh, my dad went back and measured it later I was 19. How stupid. I had climbed 28 feet up into a tree to put a, the, it's a chain on stand and has a platform about, I don't know, 10 by eh, 12 by 10 maybe. And then, you know, that you sit on and then like an 18 by 24 platform that you can stand on. So it was 28 feet from the ground, 32 feet from the bank of the, or the, from the bank, 32 feet to the bottom of the Creek. Hmm. And I free fell from that tree stand down to the Creek. Uh, with a compound bow in my lap with a one-inch razor-sharp broadhead because I'm here to kill deer. Right. Um, yeah, free fell 30 feet, 32 feet. I Thank God I do not remember it. I just remember waking up. So, like, you fell asleep? I don't know. You, was what you think happened? I, I, I can fall asleep anywhere. So either I fell asleep, I slipped. I don't know. So I, re- I honestly... So, <clears throat> one second, you're up in the tree. What's the last thing you do remember? The last thing I do remember is reaching into my um, hip pocket for my little Bible, tribal Bible, because I, you know, was God was going to bless my decision because I was I was going to read the Bible to make him happy. Ironic, right? Wow. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we make those like bargaining things in our in our minds? Oh yeah. Like, 
so like looking for jobs in the past and stuff like that like it's been like um well i want a really good job so the things that i don't normally do to like serve god or make sure that my relationship and my communication with him is open i'm gonna i'm gonna like hyper focus on that because if i do that then he will he will smile on me and favor me Mm -hmm. and that way he'll he'll support my decision whatever it is yeah, he he won't see but the difference. That's, yeah, right. that, that, like you can like bait yeah. switch God. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's not nineteen how that was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's funny how we like do those little things in yeah. our mind yeah. for sure. So you fell so, 30, so, uh, feet? 30, 32 feet. Um, I was waist deep in a creek. It was only it was a very shallow creek. I mean, you could jump across it. This is not like a Texas sized creek. Um, but you can drown in like an inch or two of water. Mm-hmm. And if I had been rotated hmm, 15 degrees, I'd have been dead. Cause wow. it was, I was literally creeks here. I'm like this. Uh, wow. I would have been face down. Um, and I had a, I had a cell phone and a radio in my, on my waist that was, uh, in the Creek dead, you know, water electronics don't matter. Don't, don't. Right. Right. Yeah. So I remember um, rolling off of my bow, being close. I remember like army crawling myself up because my back hurt. Now my left foot felt kind of funky. So I remember like army crawling myself up the bank and screaming at the top of my lungs because I was hunting with my brother and a buddy of mine. And we were on opposite sides of this 40 acre piece of property. Oh, wow. And so my radio was dead. My cell phone was dead. I'm just screaming for help. I mean, I wasn't like in, uh, like I wasn't bleeding out or anything like that. It's just my back felt, my back hurt. Uh, my left leg felt a little funny. You know, when you first came to, mm-hmm. did you realize how much time has gone by? No. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, it was, it was lighter. So I knew it was or later in the day, but I don't know how long I was out. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to, paint paint a picture for myself here a little bit so you, you fall out of the tree mm-hmm. um and your the lower half of your body and most of your it, it is in the creek Correct. right waist down more or less yeah, so waist down you're mm-hmm. in the creek and everything above that is kind of up against the bank but like or laying on the bank. No, I've been. Practice. I would have been like face. I was belly down, okay. face down, waist down in the water, and I remember like crawling off to my left Ow. to get up the up the bank. I didn't go very far because it really hurt. Uh, how yeah. far? I mean, just guess. Like, how far do you think you drug yourself before oh, you were may- like, "This is too may- much." Maybe ten, just enough to get out of the water. Wow. Yeah, maybe that. I mean, again, I was. I was in really good shape. Yeah. No, I know, but like still just the fact that you were in such excruciating pain that at 10 feet you were like, nope, done. Like, I'm not going to die in the water now. Right. <laughs> well, and I was worried about hypothermia. I'm like, yeah, I was for stupid. Sure. You know, I didn't do enough to like, hey, my back hurts. If it's more than a, I need to go see a chiropractor a couple times because I legit thought, go see your chiropractor. I'll be good. I'll be back to work on, you know, next week. I'm fine. No. Yeah. Um, so eventually my brother and, um, buddy made it back to the truck and I wasn't answering my radio, wasn't answering my cell phone. So they came looking for me. We all knew where each other was, it's, you know, kind of one of the rules of hunting. Yeah. That's hunting 101. Right. Um, and of course kind of freaked them out. 
what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, just go call dad. My dad was an electrical foreman, superintendent, worked construction his whole life. He taught all the OSHA classes. He knew, like, yeah. just go get dad. What, what can't dad fix? Yep. I remember that, you know, he flew. We didn't have any cell phone service, so not even my cell phone was good. It wouldn't have mattered. He flew up to the gas station, got service, you know, called dad. What do you, what do we do? Don't touch him was what I remember my dad telling him later. Got off the phone. My, my dad ran out of the house. Honey, call 911. I'm going to get Andrew. Um, tell him to meet me at the property. So we were, it was this 40 acre un, undeveloped piece of property. EMS shows up. I'm 200 yards from there. So they wait till one of the guys in a four wheel drive truck can ford the creek mm-hmm. and get close to where I am. And then they put me on a stretcher, you know, assess, make sure I'm not like bleeding out internally, mm-hmm. asking me all the questions, start cutting clothes off. And uh, yeah, throw me in the drive, throw me in the truck, bounce me through the woods to the EMS. They were going to fly me out. I'm um, surprised they didn't. So it was too low to see, too low of a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, canopy. Yeah. yeah, and so they weren't, and it was raining. So I ended up driving. They ended up driving me 45 minutes up to uh, what is now Meritus Medical Center uh, in Hagerstown, Maryland, and uh, kind of I don't know. I don't want to say if I wish, but. I'm alive, so I'm happy. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, sorry. Yeah. How how long? So it was raining. Yes. What temperature wise? Uh, 60s. Okay, well, what but time still, of day? but still 60. Uh, morning. T- this was like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's chilly. Yes, I was. Yeah. I was pretty cold, especially with no like sun shining through the clouds right. or anything like that. Right. How how like how long do you think you laid there? I want to say maybe an hour okay. or two. Um. Well, and that's when you were, became aware of uh, right. being right. from coming yeah. to right. from EMS getting to you about an hour or so, hour two, you think? Oh, from me waking up, yeah, hour hour and a half, okay. yeah. So, okay. from, yeah, gotcha. so. Okay. I don't know how long I was there out. Right. Do you remember what time of day it was? I guess you don't remember when you fell, but do you remember when was it that you remember grabbing your Bible? Uh, it was early. It was right. At, it was when it would have been light enough for me to read. So okay, I, so okay. it was that same day. That same morning? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like, so you weren't laying out for hours overnight? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. This was all morning. Yeah, my brothers, my brother and my buddy came back to the truck. I want to say like 9, 9.30. Okay. Because uh, sunrise was, I want to say 6.30, 7. So, yeah. And you, 7. So, we, yes. You so, been, light so, been so you like could have been laying there for a good two hours. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Two, huh. yeah. One and a half to two and a half hours probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, um, so total, I mean, from falling to EMS getting there, Four hours. Let's say three, four. Three. Yeah. Okay. Say three. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Still a long Scary, time. Scary because yeah. like, I'm, I mean, it was you know, you know, all the thoughts run through your head. Like, what if they just go? Oh, we're just gonna go home. He wants to pull it all day. He wants to sit in the stand all day. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, in the middle of forty acres, there's a highway. Five hundred yards up the hill, like, I might have to drag myself all the way up there. Wow. Well, and I, I would imagine. I mean, I've never been in a situation like that but i would imagine in a situation like that like it everything feels like it's forever yes so regardless of the time frame you feel like no one i mean i would imagine if i were in that situation i'd be like no one's ever going to come help me the the seconds are minutes yeah (laughs) huh yeah and then how much like like you said like how much longer could it have been if they would have just decided hey we're going to go back to the house and then like you know four hours later they're like we should he hasn't called or, us right. or anything to come yeah, pick three hours up. could have been 12 yeah could Very have been easily. eight yeah. right yeah easily um okay so like you know you're on your way to the hospital yep. um you get there 
and, and what do they find? I mean, like, what's, what's... Oh, yeah, so they roll me into the ER, um, t- take me on to x-ray, and I'm like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's just We're going to shoot an x-ray just to check you out. So um, you were feeling, and you'll get to what happened here in a second, yeah, but, yeah. like, compared to what we know now, right? you oh, I were was, feeling I was fun? like, Was I was the feeling adrenaline? okay. You, I, mean? I think it was adrenaline somewhat. Oh, yeah, it had to be. Um... Yeah, a lot of sh- a lot of adrenaline, a lot of just like my body get pumping out some endorphins, so I don't yeah, don't hurt as shock. much. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of shock. Did they give you anything in the ambulance? No. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. they didn't know if I had any internal bleeding, mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. want to dump my blood pressure by giving you morphine or anything like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So if I was I was awake, of course I remember closing my eyes, just like not believing this, and then they'd be like, "Are you awake?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm awake. I'm fine. Leave me alone." Like <laughs> I'm mad. I'm just Let me be I'm mad. Really mad right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is putting a dent in my Navy SEAL career, guys. Um, it's funny to laugh about now, but no, at the time, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> the, d- the despair. Right. So they uh, wheel me to the ER, shoot an X-ray, and I hear you know I'm laying flat. They're not moving me up at all. Yeah. I'm like all right, well we're gonna consult neurosurgery. Excuse me. Yeah, what are you saying? Surgery? What? Ner- why are you calling neurosurgery? I need to see a chiropractor. No, you have a fracture burst third lumbar vertebrae. <sighs> it was like what <laughs> i'm not in one piece right now like 19 year old me it's um yeah so i sustained a what's called a burst fracture of my third lumbar vertebrae where the you know you have spiral fractures you have to, but this is just where the bone just kind of exploded um mm. one of the larger bone fragments that they saw i think on mri later was compressing my third lumbar vertebra third lumbar nerve um, 80, 80 to 90 percent so mm-hmm. I still have uh, long-term nerve damage from that wow. um, but I mean considering I was 32 feet up in the air I think it's every six feet you go up you have the you have the ability to like flip over on your head yeah and I could have been a c-spine fracture I could have been impaled by an arrow I could have been dead and you know drowned in the water yeah there's so many different things so with them knowing the injury, were mm-hmm. they able to tell you how they thought you landed? Um, so I, I had a I had pain on my right side here, about like my my in my right lumbar um, hip, right hip, I guess. Um, that hurt. That was hurting pretty bad afterward, like the week following weeks afterward. And they hypothesized that I hit somewhere, on, like on that side, either on the tree or on when I hit the ground and then it went flat. Because I also had a laceration. You just have these scar right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a scar of laceration on my forehead, and then I had a laceration on the back of my head. So they assumed I just kind of tumbled and hit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which would make sense, right? If one of the first places to hit the ground or the Or if I hit bed. my head on the tree and then the back yeah, of my head yeah. on the tree. Kind but of, if, like, if yeah, I the like ground was for, your hips. I, was, I assume I, yeah. fell, I fell asleep because I would have fallen, fall, pitched forward yeah. and kind of just head over heels. And then if, I mean, you hit your hip or maybe the kind of, you know, more towards the back, the right. lumbar. Right. If you hit that in the force. Right. It would kind of get that shearing, right. shearing then, action. Expl- yeah. Yeah. Explosion. Makes, makes sense. Uh, yeah, Tom, I brought my x-rays. Yeah, we're actually looking at an x-ray right now. I'm like pulling out the x-ray right now. I'm looking we'll, at uh, it. We'll post uh, a few pictures of these for you guys on our social medias, but it's. Yes, yeah. So as you guys are listening, it's head pretty, over to the social media and you can see. Yeah, yeah it's um, pretty crazy. talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty insane. Because again. Okay, I'll I'll let you get into like yeah, what no. they did, but this is 
So that was a Saturday, Sunday morning. They had emergency surgery. I was stable enough to go to the ICU. Um, I was given morphine on an empty stomach, and that well, they did an IV. But I, a side effect of morphine is you get nausea, vomiting. Mm-hmm. So here I was in the ICU, vomiting my guts out with uh, nothing in your stomach. With nothing in my stomach. That's always with fun. A, with a sp- uh, spinal Ugh. fracture. Yeah, it was Ugh. absolutely terrible. <laughs> but they had to wait till the morphine kicked, wore off to get me delauded. So fun times. Um, so I, a surgery Sunday morning, it was about an eight, eight and a half hour surgery. If I remember correctly, um, part of the reason it was eight hours and which is why I mentioned my physical fitness was because they had to find the psoas muscle runs from right there in the lumbar region. And my psoas muscle was so large. They had to go find a different retractor. <laughs> I was so weird. Flex yes, that okay. couldn't even right. find my back. <laughs> right. I know. Weird flex. But yeah, anyway, it was just, it's, it was one of the funny anecdotes my parents That's told me about funny. after they was like, yeah, we, it would have been shorter, but we had, you know, the surgeon came, it would have been shorter, but been, we had to find a different retractor because your son's muscles are so big. So that was uh, <laughs> Sunday. Went back to the ICU Monday, Tuesday. They, so that was, oh, sorry, that was an anterior uh, fusion. They went through my belly. Um, it went from front to back. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And they would have flipped me over and done a posterior fusion that day, uh, but I had a cerebral spinal fluid leak, a tear in my dura, uh, which covers the spinal cord in your brain, everything. That's the thin, like skin like substance. The, the dura mata. Encapsulates your spinal cord, right? Yeah, you didn't know you were going to get a science lesson or an anatomy lesson today, did you? Well, I would. I mean, I wouldn't know what it was unless you would have given the short description. So I was like, <laughs> just in case our listeners are as dumb right. as I am. <laughs> so yeah, on that on that interior approach, they uh, there's a wire cage as you see. Mm-hmm. They took out all the bone fragments of my third lumbar vertebrae and packed it in that cage, and then like hammered the cage in. Uh, but that wasn't going to give me enough stability to recover. So then I had to, they wanted to let me cool off for two days and they um, took me back on a Tuesday and did a, another uh, fusion posteriorly through my back. How long was that one? That was another eight hour surgery. Wow. wow. 16 hours under yep. the needle. Under the light. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and so funny story. I go skipping ahead here. I went into medicine. I was a surgical tech for many years and my clinicals were at the very hospital that treated me <laughs> and I worked with the surgeon who treated me. That's there you awesome. Go. That's, oh, that's cool. That's, that's, that's a cool story. Cool. He's really slow. <laughs> <laughs> but methodical. <laughs> hey, I'd rather a, a, a surgeon be slow and yeah, correct. Right, fast right, right, wrong. Super nice guy. Great surgeon. I, you know, I instrumental in my life. So I'm not like ridiculing or like giving a quit. Yeah. I remember being like, oh my gosh, dude. Hurry up. Especially <laughs> as a student when I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was whatever that would be, two days after the 24th, 26th, September 26th. Spent another two days in the ICU till I was, they were sure I was stable. Then I went to the floor and actually I was released uh, the f- October 5th, 2006. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Right. It's kind of cool. Yesterday, huh. 17 years ago. Wow. If I do math, right? Yes. Um, so, so beyond the, the what? No, uh, we were doing the math in our head. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at math. I'm like, seven, 2006, right? <laughs> yep. I think it's 17. 17, right? then 10. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> math checks out. Okay. Yes. Uh, beyond all the, in addition to the physical 
things that had happened in the surgery. I was in, I was working with a catering company. I had not I'd been kicked off of my parents' insurance, and my new insurance hadn't. Oh no, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were not covered. For I this. was not insured. That is. Does anybody want to guess? That is a nightmare. Does anybody want to guess? Two thousand. This is two thousand six money. Okay. Still though, dude. Uh, uh, I mean, the emergency surgery alone, you're probably into five figures. Oh, I'm going to blow your mind then. that good then? I don't, what, I don't 176, know. if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. That's actually not as bad as I thought. All right. Um, but I mean, I had, no, I had no idea. I just paid it off last year. Wow. Yes. So, so $176,000. Correct. Yep. That is insane. It, it is insane. But let, let me. All right, we'll, we'll go down that road. Someone should put that in today's money. Right. Also, yeah. if any if any like mathematicians or statisticians are listening, like I would like to know the odds of me surviving. Like huh. falling 32 feet, almost drowned in a creek, didn't get stabbed by a bow, didn't in bleed. I don't know if you even can. Yeah, I mean, I mean you could probably that. take like, I mean, Right, there's like the possibility of you landing and immediately dying, right? right. Landing on your head or something, right? Right. Uh, there's the possibility of you drowning in the creek. Right. There's a possibility of being impaled by the bow, right? And then bleeding out or dying immediately. Right. Um, that's what as I've always been curious. And like, that, those are all just like certain death things, right? So right. it's like that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how you'd quantify that, but I don't know. I'm not a math guy. I think you could definitely look back on it now and say. Although I was trying to appease God, right, and I was doing things that mm-hmm. I think that He would like, not really doing it for the the, the absolute right reason, um, He still, well, I, He still had me, like He I, still took r- care of me. Yes. It's a miracle, honestly. Right. If you look at it, like if you look at it, right, it's a miracle you survived. Oh, absolutely. And it it was many years later because again, I was it happened to me while I was angry and bitter, and that fueled my anger and bitterness for a while, mm. but however many years later and it was still in debt but I look back on it and go thank you God because I don't want to know the life I would have had in the Navy because I was never I would not have been a Navy SEAL (laughs) 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 it's a great marketing tool but I would never made it crazy Um, so yeah I was uninsured I so I couldn't afford physical therapy Um, so I ended up doing uh, the YMCA had a uh, scholarship membership that I applied to, and I swam for uh, a couple months and rehabbed myself. Huh. Yep. So 176, 100, I think if I remember correctly, it was 176,000. This is, again, where God was just going, here's some grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Um, the anesthesia department went to church with family, fr- like lifetime family friends of ours. I remembered if they called, they, uh, whatever reason, if I paid 10% in cash, they would take it. Hmm. If I if I remember correctly, the radiology department was, if you can pay cash, we'll we'll cut it down to 50%. Wow. I called the hospital, applied for physical or uh, financial assistance, and they cut that down 40%. Wow. And then the, the surgeon's bill was around $45,000. And he applied to the Maryland State Trauma Physicians Fund for people like me who are uninsured and can't pay their bill. I told him, like, dude, I'll pay you, like, but it's going to be like five bucks a month for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, he got paid in full. Wow. And I didn't have to pay that. 
That's great. So I'm going to ask the question. Mm-hmm. In the moment, did you see any of that as God working? No, not in the moment. Oh, how could you? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I it, it started getting more apparent the bigger the numbers were. Like, and I hate, the, man, I hate to sound... Does that make sense though? Like, what? So yeah, like that, anesthesia that, was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, at any moment though, were you like, well, I mean, I, I just I know I've talked to people who have had like this kind of mentality before. Well, God better take care of it. He did this to me. Um, a little bit of that, yeah. Okay, a little bit of that was there. Like, and then my church started a fund where people could give, um, that helped me pay with my bills, and a lot of people gave gave money out of that. Paid some bills off of that, but then the, the hospital was what I just finished paying off uh, last year. Well, congrats! Thank you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, save, that, it, save that statement. Yeah. Does it feel? Because I mean, like we're you know seventeen years past the yeah. accident and the whole traumatic event, but yeah. like, was there kind of like a weight kind of lifted off you when you when you think back to it? Like, hey, I've, I've, I'm done with this completely. Uh, yes and no. It was nice to not have to pay that. Um, it was more a little nostalgic. Be like, okay, all right, that cha- yeah, I guess so. That chapter yeah, in my like, life is yeah, over. this chapter's ending. Yeah, but uh, so the question I had was, so that one seventy six was that with all the discounts? No, that was that was full. That, total that was amount. full. Okay, gotcha. Correct. gotcha. I had a spreadsheet somewhere. No, no, I was just because I was yeah, like, yeah, if no. that is with the discounts, no, I don't even yeah, want to yeah. know. No, the, yeah. the, the, I remember the, the spine surgery being around forty five thousand, and the hospital being like one twenty, which they cut down to whatever the math is on that, I think 80 or 70 something. Yeah. Which we did the math and it was around 244 okay. uh, in today's money. Quarter million dollars. Yeah. yeah. If I did my inflation calculations correctly. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I believe it. But that's insane. I mean, that's an absorbent <laughs> amount of money. As a 19 year old. As a 19 year old kind of being smacked. Here you go. Yeah. Not um, only physically, but. And then yeah. financially, yeah. I, th- I thought the round going to be too soon. <laughs> well, I'm like thinking to yourself, like, how many years am I going to have to work? Like, how many years oh, yeah. salary is right. that? Right. Like, yeah. that's insane. And unfortunately, there is a I don't know if it's a state law or federal law that as long as you are making an attempt to pay, mm-hmm. they cannot come after you and didn't affect my credit. Oh, that's so yeah. between yeah. in the past 17 years, I bought and sold three houses. Yeah. So it's not like I had to, you know. Live and live paycheck. I don't to live paycheck. Paycheck because I'm stupid. Medical debt doesn't affect your credit unless it goes into collection, which and it did. Oh, because really? then I got married, oh, and man. I forgot to forward my address or remove some whatever reason. I remember like getting a phone call, being like, "You're now in collections." Thanks. Um, so I was paying. I had a I had a yearly date with a collections call because they had to re up my credit card information every year in case it changed. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every year, can you pay a little bit more? Can you pay a little bit more? No, all I can pay is $25 a month or $50 a month or whatever. Right, and then whatever I did the math one day and I was like, if I pay whatever X amount of dollars per month, I'll have this knocked out by the end of the year and I just want to do it and get it done. But the no interest, no credit score effect as far as oh, I that's know. Cool. I mean, nothing new of. Yeah, well, Not that I really care about my credit score, but I mean, I do, but I don't. Well, I mean, if, if you're paying on it, it, it falls off anyway. Right. So, like yeah. three years, I think it falls yeah. off. But, well, I mean, like how, how good of an example, like when you have a church mm-hmm. that surrounds you, right? Yeah. Like what, what better example of what a church should be, right? Absolutely. That takes care of their members who says, hey, we have this, this is the situation going on with this member. Um, you know, 
they surround you financially. They make it known to the church. The church is praying for you. Um, yeah, I mean, can you imagine, right, if right. you were... Didn't have that? Unbeliever, we're oh, in church. been terrible. A completely different situation. I can't, I, even, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what that would be like. Because, I mean, all, all my life I've been around church and stuff like that. Like, I... Yeah, so how, how to, like... How do unsafe people get through stuff like that? I mean, I know family plays a big role in stuff like that, but man, yeah, it's well. And then on the tail end of my recovery, I I remember being in the hospital. They took me off the pain pump. You push it every mm-hmm. eight minutes and get a, a hit, a PCA. Thank you. And they gave me Percocet. Hello. Oh, no, thank you. Did not like Percocet. No? I was mm-hmm. on the ceiling. Hated it. <laughs> um, so I was, I took two at, right after the PCA and then they came back for the next dose. I'm like, I'm gonna take one cause I don't want to, I don't like that feeling. And after that I was still levitating. I was like, is there anything else like smaller? And they gave me a Darva set, which has been discontinued now, which mm-hmm. is Tylenol with a little bit of morphine in it, but highly addictive. And so, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but I remember on the tail end of it, this was. Thanksgiving? Yeah, Thanksgiving 2006. I just like, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm a tough guy. I don't need I don't I don't need these drugs. I'm done with pain. I'll just take Tylenol. I remember like an hour after my dose was due, just like shivering and Ugh. just miserable. Oh, it's terrible. I called my mom, I'm getting the flu. I'm getting the flu. I'm going to be sick and we can't. Oh. No, you're in withdrawals. Took a pill. Right as rain. Dang. Wow. Yeah. So then I had How to, long were you on it before that happened? Um, I said Thanksgiving. It may have been Christmas. I remember being cold. Uh, it was a couple. It was a couple months. Okay. Wow. And so I ended up weaning myself off it, cutting him in half, and then every four hours, you know, I'd make that five hours, six hours, eight hours, and just kind of just wean myself off. But it gave me an appreciation for people who have, you know, narcotic abuse because yeah. it is a real thing. Like it affects. Yeah, yeah oh, for yeah. sure. It affects you. There are physical. It's not like I have to have my hit. No, like you will feel like junk. So, so sorry. I'm you're I'm, good. I'm stuck on the on the scan of the finished work here. Yep. So, how long is this uh, conical thing that's around your? I'm not a hundred percent sure the the cage. There. Yeah, the cage. I believe the screws are fifty fives, fifty five millimeters. Because when I went into healthcare as a scrub tech, I got to load the screws and give them to the surgeon, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so that that's thing, that thing like. isn't <laughs> as long as the so the screws are definitely longer than the cage, but still, mm-hmm. let's let's guesstimate forty five millimeters. Sure, and that's like in that your is in spine me spine right mm-hmm. now. Like so, it's it's around your spinal column. No, it's so it's in the space where the vertebrae should be. Okay, so it's like bridging the gap between two other vertebrae. Yeah. Okay. So they had to take out, so in between each vertebrae, there's disc material. Uh huh. They took out the disc material. They took out the vertebrae. They took out the disc material above and below, and then, and the vertebrae, and then packed the verte- the, uh, the cage full of bone. I packed that in there. Now, yep. with this fix, are you expected to ever have to go back and possibly mess with this again? <gasps> So I don't plan on it. Um, I do have, it's hard to see, you may not be able to see it on that x-ray. Yeah, because you only can see all four. I do have what's called spondyliothesis, 
which you can kind of see. That's fun to say. Yeah. Um, spondy- if you think that. of your, if you <laughs> don't ask me to say it because I'm gonna butcher it, but it sounds fun to say. If you if you think of your vertebrae as like books Spond- stacked up on each other uh-huh. and they're supposed to be all more or less in a line, yeah. Spondylolisthesis is when one is either like pushed in or pushed out. Okay. And it's not in a line, and mm. so they had actually it's in the operative report because I'm a bit of a nerd. I asked for my op report afterwards so I could read it because I was curious. Um, it was mentioned in the op report that. They noticed L five, S one or sacral or sacral vertebrae that I had spondylolisthesis, and they considered fusing me down to S one, but in the to maintain range of motion as a nineteen year old, they elected not to. Um, But yeah, that's part of the reason I work out and stretch, and I really don't want to ever have spine surgery ever again. Mm. It's the worst, understandably. So. Does it like hurt when it gets cold? Or? I mean, it's Texas, right? So does it really get cold? Yeah, for that, you know, three it, day yeah. stint no, in February, can, does it hurt? I can tell when it's like, oh, is this going to rain? Yeah, it's, it's probably raining right now. Oh, look at you uh, having old people super, super know, powers right? when you're That's young. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's really cool is the nerve damage, like at the inside of my knee. I can like poke it with a needle. And I don't I don't feel the pain. I can feel the pressure, but I don't feel the pain. Oh, that just, just on that the gives me just so many le- like cool. just on my left leg. My pinky pinky toe ring to like these two um feel kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Um, I've I've something similar and this is no that's fine. No, comparison. No, no, no. This is me going to a car wreck with like my bike with my chain fell off of it. But um this is I, I severed almost severed this finger with a knife closed on it. And all the way down to the bone, everything. Um, and now this whole side of my index finger, like yeah. there's nothing. Like, yeah. I can feel it. There's pressure, but right. like I couldn't ever feel pain. Oh, uh, so you know what a dead body feels like? Yep. That's funny. What? Sorry, that was a little morbid. That was a little <laughs> pretty was, morbid, but well, what's what's great is that you're uh, great. Your your spinal cord kind of stops at your second lumbar vertebrae, and then you have just that array cauda equina is what it's called, a horse's tail. Uh, of Fancy. of nerves that come out of your of your third fourth fifth lumbar vertebrae, um, so it was God gun of as as I went through my life and went further into medicine and learned more. It was like God kind of going, "You see what I did there, buddy? Mm-hmm. Like you see what it could have been." Huh. I was like, "Oh, okay, thank you, thank you, God." So, so you've recovered and weaned yourself off the drugs. I was off the drugs. Yep, that was. Uh, let's say January 2007. Um, I took a computer class 2007 because I figured I was going to have to have a sit-down job the rest of my life because, you know, I'm an invalid. I literally yeah, was, like, walking around with a cane. I wanted to ask about that. Mm-hmm. So the, the rehab stage, yeah. you said you swam. Yep. How – did they expect you to walk? Did they did they talk about that oh, at all? Like, was yeah. that a concern ever? Like, how, how, was, how was the conversation and your mentality about getting back on your feet – um, and the stress of all that. Like, how was that when you were in the oh, hospital? Still? It was super stressful in the hospital as far as like OT came, PT came, physical therapy, occupational therapy came through. Um, occupational therapy came through and actually aggravated my CSF leak. And I ended up having to be flat for like 48 hours because Oof. because I um, – that's what you, what you do when you have a CSF leak. You just lay flat and let it seal up. Um but they're like, did their assessment and like, well, he's good to go. He can get from the bed to the chair. He can get from the chair to the bathroom. Peace out, dude. You're good. <laughs> so you could you could walk though in the I hospital. I could shuffle. Okay. 
With a walker. How long after the with surgery? A walker. Um, like a week. Yeah. Okay. Because I was in the hospital for about two weeks. Gotcha. Only uh, two weeks. The, yeah. The twenty modern twenty right. The twenty second to the October fifth. It's about two wow. two and a half. Yeah. Weeks. I mean, once they get you stable, right after the surgeries yeah. and they stuff. Need that, dude. For the uneducated yeah. right, right. person like me, no. whenever I hear spinal surgery, I'm like yeah. bedridden two months. You know, yeah, like right. that's that's what I think. Well, that was what they offered me. They're like, all right, you have two options. You can have surgery, or you can have a body cast for six months. Yikes! Like, um, well, the body cast sounds cheaper. It probably was. <laughs> Actually, I would guarantee you it was. Right. But I'm like, well, what do you recommend? They're like, we really recommend surgery. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I really don't want a body cast because that's so, so the terrible. body cast, they were saying that this would heal on its own. Yeah. Really? Could have. Oh, so it was a risk. Right. Could heal the right wow. way, could, could heal, heal the wrong, wrong way. way. Exactly. Um, okay. The surgery was probably the better option. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Huh. No, especially knowing what I know now. 100%, yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, we're, so now we're up to January 07. Yeah, 07. And you um, are walking? Walking. I went to community college. Okay. Um, so life is around. Yeah, back to normal-ish. normal-ish. I'd, yeah, okay, I'd gotcha. swim. I go to uh, computer class, which I failed. Um, you still doing pull-ups on your steel no, bar? No. So, okay. so before we go too much further, like the, the, the physical aspect of it, I think we've covered pretty well. Like if you don't mind, sure. like what's like spiritually kind of what were you going through? Cause we're talking about like you had this idea in your head that you were going to yeah. go be a Navy SEAL. Right. And, um, God, God loves our, our armed forces. So Hopefully, why would, right. why would he take that away from you? Right. Um, just kind of thoughts that I would think, but I yeah. mean, what, 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 what was, where was your headspace at? Like spiritually? Uh, not, a, not a very good walk. Uh, okay. I wasn't reading my Bible a whole lot. Uh, my pastor actually was taking me once a week to this uh, massage therapist who had some type of like light therapy to help with nerve regeneration. Okay. Um, magic. Okay. Yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> so magic. your pastor was taking you to someone who well, did he was, magic. He, he pulled out he was getting, candles. Yeah. And... He was getting the the massage because um, he had um, health issues of his own. Okay. And he was like, "I'll come pick you up and we'll talk and you know." And a lot of times we just drove in silence and sometimes we talked about stuff and it was it was a really good time. I had, developed a really good relationship with him. Um, good. But yeah, a very I was angry. I was bitter. I was like, "Why did God take this away from me? Where am I? What am I supposed to do now? Where am I supposed to go?" Like, I was really I don't want to say like lost, but like a ship without a rudder, a hmm. sail, and I was just I was just floating. Um, so that was that was that spring. Finished that spring semester, and then I got invited to come to Texas. My sister lived in Houston at the time, and then I was going to come up here and visit all the friends I'd met on the Thailand trip okay. two years later and um, hang out at Metropolitan with, uh, why can I think of his name right now? The guy you were in Thailand with? Yes. Brian Atkinson. Yes, there you go. Brian and um, Jake Hunk, Jacob Hunka and mm. all those guys, they yep. were all on staff over Metro. And they were just coincided that they were going to have VBS that week. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll come up and help prep for VBS because Mitchell went all out for VBS. And lo and behold, who was the church secretary? My wife. Well, my now my wife. <laughs> um, so I stayed for a week, helped get prepped. Um, and it was really cool just serving, working in church. Like we just would talk and hang out and then kind of decided I want to like be friends. Because the way I was raised was you, uh, not betrothed, you get to court 
And so yep. you gotta, you gotta ask the dads have to like come together and like arrange this marriage. And so I, I remember yeah. vividly trade <laughs> the sacred cow. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's a, there's a covenant that's made and they walk between, Oh wait, no, that was something else. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, so I remember calling my parents, and be like, "Yeah, I just there's this girl down here. Like, I just want to be friends with her. Like, I don't want to talk to her. Do I, I need to talk to her dad first, right? Uh, yeah, or really, we should talk. I don't know. It's just anyway. Long story short, I ended up talking to Sarah. Be like, "Hey, do you want to you know, like be friends? Because that's all you could be." Now, at the time, was that code for date? Yeah. No, you just you're just friends, and like, do you get to? Spend more time with each other. Yeah. Talk but, to each other. Like, have a purpose in, but, like... But I'm just yeah. thinking, like, when you came up and asked her, do you want to be friends? Like, did, does she, did she know that, oh, this guy probably likes me a little bit? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so then I ended up, yeah, talking to her dad, and we was like, oh, yeah, we'll have to think about it. Yeah, okay. And I was like, yeah, you can email through me. Like, I'll, 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 I'll you email me, email me, and I'll forward it on to her. <laughs> and then she'll email me, and I'll forward it on to you. Mm-hmm. That was how we did it, and we could have, we could talk on Friday nights only. How, um, how old are you guys? I was nineteen, okay. and she was older than me, slightly, not very much. Right. Yeah. Both my younger sister and younger brother did the same thing with their spouses. Wow. Um, yeah, they had they were allowed to write each other, but it had to be addressed like care of my parents. And then my parents read all the incoming letters. The filter. Yep. Yeah. And my parents read all the outgoing letters to make sure that everything That's so was crazy appropriate. You Could you imagine that, dude? And then like no. even <laughs> I cannot. And you you may have you may have experienced this too. Like even when they like their now their spouses like would come to visit before they got married, before they even got engaged. Um because they lived like one of them lived up in, I don't know, Wisconsin and the other one lived in uh Oh, actually, also Wisconsin. That's weird. Um, they would come down and visit, or my brother would go up and visit, and they had to, like, stay downstairs. There had to be a full floor of separation oh, right. and a parent's bedroom between it. Um, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing that. There's, people have certain ways that they do things. Um, yeah. It's better to have precautions. I, I yeah. just, I just, I don't know. And it, so traditionally... The worldwide, um, arranged marriages actually work better because there's a commitment before there's love. And so yeah. in a, a, in Western culture is one of the few cultures that we base all of our marital decisions on love. So it's really strange. Sorry. No, you're go, fine. Go ahead. Was, that, was, that was my own little thing. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted, like how I wanted to date. I didn't want to, you know have a series of dating relationships so but that was what i knew so this is what i tried to do um and it worked you know so far it's worked out um <laughs> 15 yeah um where was i going yeah so then we emailed and and talked on the phone our first conversation was like 20 minutes i think our longest was like four hours wow uh we knew, we knew within like six weeks that we were wanting to go you know more than be more than just friends oh that's cool yeah and so that was we were engaged in may of 2008 and married in may of june 2009 nice that's awesome yeah long distance was uh the worst she'd come up to maryland every couple of months and i'd come down here every couple of months stay 
I stayed at like the mission house. I stayed at their, you know, with her at their, uh-huh. you know, at her parents' house. Um, you know, made it work. That's cool. Yeah. So she moved up there when y'all got married. So yeah, we got married. So the reason, well, I say part part of the reason we we were engaged for a year was I had to finish tech school. It was it was funny, dude. Like I remember going home, being like, all right, I'm not gonna tell anybody, but like. I want to get married to this girl. Like, this is awesome. How much money do I need? What kind of a job do I need to make this kind of money? Like, what do I want to do? What am I interested in? Computers were not an option. Physical labor, not an option. Like, what can I do? And it was, um, I had the, at the time, the vision to be a a physician's assistant, a PA. Okay. And so I started looking at PA schools. How do you get into PA school? You have to have a bachelor's. It's a master's degree. What if I don't like it? And I sink all this money into it. All right. The community college has a two-year surgical tech program that I can knock out five or six grand, knock it out in a year, take my anatomy and physiology classes, scrub tech program. Anyway, so I ended up getting accepted into the program, graduating in May and getting married in June of 2009. <laughs> well played. Right. And I was working at a, at a little hole-in-the-wall pizza place. That's not good pizza. But um, it was a job that paid me 10 bucks an hour. And, uh, yeah, we got married and, um, moved in to a townhouse, which is common up in Maryland, um, in between two halfway houses for psychiatric patients come to find out that's why it was so cheap. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that until later, but like, there's like a full grown lady walking around in circles, holding a baby doll, waiting for the bus to come pick her up. Like you're scratching as one does, as one does. Yeah. But it was really formative. You know, it was informative. It just it made us survive on less. Yeah. You know, you. I remember I went to back go back went to go back to work for the catering company for a stint because I needed a job. Uh, two thousand nine, I could I didn't get a scrub tech job until two, uh, October. So in between May or June and October, I worked electrical helper for my dad. I worked for a catering job. I remember taking home leftovers that we were going to throw away from the catering job and living off of those mm-hmm. okay yeah um funny how god even provides like that entertainment right? entertainment yep, was crazy. uh movies and shows from the library because that's free i remember going to the library with my old laptop and applying for jobs i remember getting a interview i actually drove down to the shock uh, shock trauma hospital and like went to the hr department was like hey i applied but i want to make sure you got my inter- my resume End up getting an interview, didn't get hired, but that's fine. Do you think your, like your experience with your back and everything had anything like influenced at all your desire to go into medicine or was it literally just like, I can make money doing this and it's a low, low, low barrier of entry, uh, potential high outcome? No, I definitely, I had an appreciation for as a 19 year old kid sitting in the ER freaked out. Like maybe I could be that helping hand to another patient, another kid. Be like, hey, I've been in your shoes. It's going to be okay. Oh, that's cool. Uh, was kind of my vision at the time. Um, and so the PA, I didn't want to go to med school at the time. PA school was a low enough barrier of entry, I thought at the time, to uh, shoot for it at least. Yeah. And scrub tech school was quick, cheap, uh, relatively easy. Uh, yeah, so that was 2009. Mm, yeah, fast forward. I mean, 
Well, how'd you get down here? So you're you're up in Maryland. So up mid- married. Yeah, how'd Maryland. You get, how'd you get down here? Uh, two thousand country. <laughs> two thousand fifteen. Well, I guess I should back up. There's more to the story. 2012, 2011, I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, trying to still, you know, get into a PA school or nursing school or the next step. So I remember applying for five programs, three nursing programs, a PA bachelor's program, and a respiratory therapy program, figuring I could either go any of those routes, wherever God wanted me to go, he'd open the door. And so I ended up getting into the respiratory therapy program um, and doing that. And this, again, God was growing me. I was back, I don't say back, uh, I had a change of, I don't know, how do, you, how do I say it? Uh, God uh, and I were on good terms. In, a, not, realignment. Okay. A, a realignment. So, thank you. you yes, yeah, that yeah, one. I got you, I got you. What, what, what's there? I, was bad, uh, I never what, left church, but like I'd go to church and be like, well, you know, I'm here, but another, I'm just checking yeah, the box. Yeah. Like, I'm it, serving, but because I have to. Yeah, or, or I always have. Right, yeah. I always have, and I always will. Just you know, because you go to church. Do you, was do you remember like a certain point where that started to change for you, or was it just a gradual thing? Um, it was it was 2010, 2011. At that time, my wife and I actually decided to to leave the church I grew up in. Okay, which was a big deal uh, for my family because my brother in law was the pastor, and it was okay. a, it was a rocky time for gotcha. the family. Be just. It was it was a tumultuous time, I should say. Okay. It was a big deal. Um, I don't know how to leave a church, so it was just like, "Hey, can I talk to you after church in your office?" Yeah, we're leaving. Bye. <laughs> Ran wow. <in> my car. <laughs> okay. I, well, especially family too. Right. Like I, I wouldn't know how to. I, I mean, it, right. it was hard enough the first time that like the Lord moved us from a church. So I, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine it being family too. But we had that realization of we literally just come. We come in late. We leave as soon as we can. We come here and do things because we have to. We're not growing. We're not reading our Bible okay. like we should. We need something else. And I'd always been told growing up in Sunday school, like, you have to make it your own. And I 100% agree with that. You have to make it your own. Yeah. And it wasn't It was. It wasn't our own. It was, you know, because I'd always gone to that church. I grew up in that yeah. church since I was, a, you know, 10, 12 yeah, okay. sometimes it, it takes something like that. Yeah. Right? Sometimes, it you know, to truly make it your own, right? you have to kind of step out of that comfort zone. Because you have, like, it's a lot of family in the church. You said For you're, sure. You're, oh, my whole family went there. Your brother-in-law right. is the pastor. Right. It's, like, kind of insulated, right? Right. So it's like, hey, let's step out of that. Let's go to somewhere where it's fresh right. and I'm not really, you know, there's no expectations. Yeah. And I can really cut down to the core and make it my own. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like we were, you know, going far left Christianity. We went to another Baptist church. Yeah, we didn't, yeah. you know, we believed all the same things. We just weren't living it. Uh, that was 2011, 2012. I got accepted that program. And I remember accepting it going, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this, but I'm relatively certain this is your will that I take this program or go to this program and like sign the papers. I remember at the altar praying just like, God, if you've got to make this happen, if this is you, you've got to make this happen. I got up and like the next week, Oh, you've qualified for a full ride. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Cool. Okay, Lord. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Check. <laughs> answer, yeah. Answer to prayer. Yeah. So then, two, 2014. Max was born 2013. 2014, I graduated, um, and then started applying for different programs. 2015, applied for PA, prog- PA school programs all over the U.S. Just trying to figure out 
what should I do? Where should I go? You know, knock on enough doors. God's going to yeah. open one of them, yeah. right? Um, didn't get in anywhere. Didn't even get waitlisted anywhere. So I had this bright idea. I was like, all right, next year on the application cycle, I'm not going to tell Sarah, but I'm going to apply to med school. Because mm-hmm. if I can't get into pay school, I can absolutely get into med school because that's like so much easier. <laughs> again yeah again i'm stupid uh so we kind of tossed it around like well why don't we move to texas because there's a lot more school options there's um there just my family's down there there's tc tcu of course tcu down med school at that point but there's just more options yeah so we put our house on the market 2015 it went flat nowhere like months and we had like three view and three showings um partly because we need to do some remodeling anyway took it off the market did some remodeling Tried again for 2016. Uh, we had it on the market, and when we prayed about it, we were like, "All right, we're we're going." Um, had it on the market three weeks, and got an offer. And I think really God was just testing us because He's like, "How serious are you going to going to be?" Yeah. And like her, her parents were going to come help, help come up, help us drive all of our junk down, and we were going. And like the day before my in laws flew in, we got an offer for like five thousand more than the list price and they wanted to close in three weeks. And my realtor was like, if you don't get over here and sign this soon, I'm going to forge your signature. <laughs> <laughs> wow. it's a good realtor right there. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 2016, we moved down to Texas, August 1st, 2016. I remember crossing the border into God's country. And Amen. yeah, um, took the MCATs twice and quickly realized that I'm not med school material. Uh, took a bunch of other classes at TCC, physics, OCHEM. Love, took out OCHEM. Loved OCHEM so much I took it twice because I didn't pass. Or I didn't do oh, it. Oh, I, I got to see it the first time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I In between all that, I had gotten my certification as a first assistant. So that could move me up a role, if you will, in, in the OR from counting instruments to like working across the surgeon. Um, as another pair of hands. Um, them stuff. Well, I don't hand them stuff. stuff I get I get to hold stuff and actually do stuff. Like I actually get to cut and I mean, to sew just, and. That's kind of cool. It's super cool. Push babies out. Can I tell that story for or, sure? Or pull babies out? Or pull yeah. Babies so out. so um, me and my wife recently had a little girl, and uh, it was an induced labor. Uh, we didn't know that we were going to have a C-section. Um, until about five minutes before we decided to have one. Uh, so uh, now I know a C-section is a very common surgery. Um, it's done many, many times a day, as Andrew can attest to. Um, so it's not like a super concerning surgery, but it's a surgery, right? So in any surgery, I've always been told that it's, it's surgery is always scary under any circumstances. There's always risk, you know. So in the heat of the moment, it was very emotional, you know, my wife's going under the knife. Uh, she's, a, you know, you're awake for a C-section, so she's shaking. She's she's scared. Um, and Andrew had come to us weeks before that and, and let us know that he works in a hospital, that if we wanted to, if we were comfortable with it. Or if it comes down to it. If it comes like, down to it. Are you okay with this? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Or he just offered like, hey, I'm able to if you want me to. Like, yeah. I, I'm more but, than happy But if you to. don't want me there, I totally get it. Absolutely. Like, it's a very personal deal. So, and, and we'll <laughs> what's actually friends. funny is I forgot to mention that to Jenna <laughs> until the day of. And I was like, hey, I don't know how you feel like about this. Husband. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about this. I know how I feel about it is, um, you know, 
when you're going in that situation and you have a lot of these nurses and doctors that you don't know, um, we had our OB that we have grown to know over the nine months, right? So you have a little bit of rapport and trust with this woman. Um, and then you have someone that you you love and trusted as part of your church family, right? That's yeah. operating on you. So you have two people instead of just one. Um, and that really helped our mentality in that room was having one person who, who I know cared about our well-being and would not lie to us. Um, and then another person, right, who are OB, who has helped Jenna through this whole thing. Um, and that, well, that, that was awesome. It was great having you there for that. Uh, Glad um, I could be there. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it was a God thing. I texted him, hey, we just decided to do this. We're like 30 minutes out. Are you able to, right? And he could have easily just been home, right, yeah. and not been in, on right. call that day. Or, But he just happened to be like, yep, I'm here in the office. I texted him, hey, do I need to request you? How does this work? He goes, I got it. Last thing, <laughs> last thing, awesome. I, last text handled. I got from Andrew. <laughs> your, physician, your physician was actually texting me at the that's same time. Funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I was funny. like, I got it. Don't worry about it. We're yeah. good. I'll see you back. And there. that was the last text I got so from Andrew. And then I saw the him. Here's the question: If you wouldn't, because did Wagner know that you guys knew each other? No. No. So was she already reaching out to you anyway? Yes. To do it. So part of what I do is at this hospital, I I have a whatever. I have a pretty good report at this hospital. Yeah. Pretty good following of the physicians there. Um, that I'm trustworthy and I do a decent job and whatnot. And so I usually check in with the staff, like, hey, since I'm self-employed, I'm not employed by the hospital, I just say, hey, I'm here. If you need help, let me know. Um, and so when the the physicians talk to the charge nurse, hey, we're going to do a C-section on this room or this patient, you know, they the, the, the charge nurse nurse's next question is, do you need an assistant? And so they go, yes. Do you know of anybody who's here? Yeah, Andrew's here. It's perfect. So they're shooting me a text. You're texting me. You know, it was just a barrage of text messages. Yeah. It was I, cool. I never That's thought cool. about that. I didn't know how it all shook down, but I never realized that um, the OB, Wagner, um, yeah. was already communicating with Andrew yeah. to get That's this. Cool. It was already happening. God was already putting it together. How many yeah. other, is there anything, is there any other person like you in that hospital? There's a couple. Yeah, I have a couple uh, surgical assistants who work for me at that hospital, and then there's other independent surgical assistants who work there. They don't take as much call necessarily. Um I like to work. I like my job. So, mm -hmm. and I actually as I wasn't on call. I wasn't. I actually take call, official call. Yeah. Um. I one of my other physicians had called me and said, "Hey, can you come in?" So I said, "Sure." I actually ended up doing six C sections that night. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. When he was done with well, when he was finishing up, Jenna, he's like, "All right, off to my next one." He yeah. walks out the room and he's on <laughs> his next one. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, because part of the we have yeah. four ORs in that at that hospital, and I it's it's. I never really would have thought going into healthcare that I would God would have blessed me with this this position, but I literally can call the tell the staff, hey, if you're waiting on me for the next C section, roll back because I'll be there in ten minutes. I'll be by the time I'm done my job, you guys will be ready for me. Yeah, and I get literally I did six C sections in like three hours, three That's four awesome. hours. That was awesome. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and I never would have thought as a first assistant that I would have gone into women's health. It really wasn't my uh, main objective. I wanted to do orthopedics because that's hammers and saws and bones and sma Hulk smash. Oh, yeah. Um, but I definitely see God working through that because can I tell this story when they, when they push the button? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, okay. I meant to. Go for that's it. That's okay. No, um, we have a button on the, ball, on the wall that we can push that's basically a NICU button, all hands on deck. And so, again, I, I've done this before where – I, I have OR ADHD. I'm listening to the patient's monitor. I'm listening to the CST, the nurse. The, like I hear everything that's going on. Yeah, which is funny because they, they have people for that. 
Right. Like they have right. the anesthesiologist monitoring her vitals and right. like so it's funny that Andrew's sitting there yeah. listening to everyone yeah. else doing their <laughs> job as well. <laughs> like when you're when you're in it for that long, yeah, for as long as you are, yeah. like you kind of just I well, can understand how it comes like second nature, like right. ooh that sounds different. That's so I, I, I look over and I see the I see the monitor the baby monitor, and I hear the button and I hear the alarm going off in the hallway and I go say hey Bryce, just FYI. <laughs> They called the Calvary. Which was the most terrifying thing you could have said. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, about 20 people are going to pour through that door in the next 30 seconds. And Don't it, freak out. It did. And, and he's like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Just run. Oh, I was like, I mean, whoa. Yeah. It, 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 seriously, because they don't know what's going. It could be a full ba- a full on baby arrest. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be anything. And yeah. so everybody comes in. I'm like, 20 people are going to run through that door. And in like three minutes, three of them are going to be left. And so I, I, I love that God has put me in this position to where I can be on both because my wife had a c-section with our daughter i've been on both sides of the curtain on both sides of the drape and i can appreciate what the un uninitiated can go through yeah yep um and it's uh you know it's, it's just a great job i love what i do i get to um i get to we sit there and wait a minute for the cord blood to go into the baby and we just kind of wait there and what a lot of babies don't know is i sit there and pray for them wow uh, pray for their cool. salvation and pray for their you know I've, we've got some future pastors and missionaries and Amen. they don't even know it. <laughs> their first minute of life, uh, I'm amazing. sitting there. I, I tickle their foot because it helps get them breathing. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, save this boy. You know, let him, you know, if he's, if he's crying a lot, be like, I want someone to preach the gospel. You know, yeah, this one has a voice on him. Right. right. Let, him, <laughs> you know, let him use it for you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just different, different little prayers. Yeah, yeah. And I, awesome. I don't, you know, what I can do in, yeah. that, in that minute, yeah. we're just sitting there. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, look at the baby. Just, just silently that's pray cool. for him. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I think that's one of the things. I, I don't want to say this and seem weird, but like, um, that's one of the things that I've come to love and respect about you is like just the heart that you have for people. Absolutely. Um, and I, I that's one of, I, I'm, I'm 100% positive that's one of the reasons why our, our church um, elected you as one of our deacons. Uh, it's just the way that you like care for people and the way that you serve. And it's, it's very obvious. It's very visible. Um, I, I can't even, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure most of us would say this about people that we know, like at down the road after the fact, after they've matured, but like, I, I can't even imagine a time in your life where you would be like, Oh God, why did you do this? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but like, so you made it, you, you, you made it to Texas. You made it here mm-hmm. to Lake worth. Like when, really quickly before we before we start wrapping up like when the when we were starting to make selections for like deacons mm. and stuff like that yep. like what did from your perspective uh when i don't even know who would have come to you and been like hey your name came up x amount of times right like um but how how did how did you feel during that selection process and then the when we actually like ordained you as a deacon like what kind of what what did that what did that feel like because you know you're you're coming from wherever you came from and there were some you know it was it was hard to leave that church i'm sure and like and then going to where you you you've been and then getting down here to texas and to lake worth um just the whole selection process like what did what what did that feel like Could, for you? Yeah, I'll start with the selection process of Lake Worth because I remember when we visited a bunch of different churches and growing up in a church where we only sang out of hymnals and had a piano, two pianos, an organ or organ and, organ and piano, whatever. Like I wanted to sing out of a hymnal and I wanted to 
I didn't really care about the drums or I it still kind of was like, eh, sorry, Kyle. Sorry. We, um, we, we, we worked, we worked on it. We you. have, we have worked, we've worked yeah. through it. Yeah. I remember just going from church to church, church, but like, man, they just don't all the, I can deal, I guess I can deal with um, the words on the projector, but we don't have a lot of churches that sing a lot of hymns. And, mm. and I'm talking to Zach and he's like, I don't, like, I, there's nothing wrong with the church. They have the music. It's just not what I'm used to. I remember, you know, the whole beat thing. I know you guys have talked uh-huh. to a second. Yeah. Like, it just bothers me. I was, I don't, he's like, is that, where is that in the Bible? <laughs> Dang it. It's not. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was eventually, you know, God led us here. We were, I think we joined October, I want to say. Okay. What year? Oh, 2016. We moved here in August, so we bounced back and forth and... Yeah, we lived at my in laws for pretty it was, short. It yeah. was relatively yeah. short. We, that was that was when I was wayward. So I, mm. you know, I stepped away from the church for a little while, and then I came back. And yeah, oh, okay, because it was interesting. Because I don't, I guess the question like when were you ordained as a deacon? That was post COVID. Yeah, was yeah. 20, 21. 21? Okay, so that was... Yeah. yeah, I'd been in church for a while. Yeah, okay. been here a member for gotcha, a while. Gotcha, gotcha. And I loved how with the selection process, I had never even thought I would have been a candidate, to be 100% honest with you. I was like, I not in a million years, like, would have been me. I remember the people I've... I think I remember, vaguely remember the people I voted for, writing it down, but I was really blown away by how we did it. We, we had... We didn't have our pray about these five. We, we didn't have, you know, lay hands on them. We just said, go home, pray about it, yeah. Yeah. and then vote. But then that's one of the... Th- that's one Like of the, the Bible th- says. Yeah, well, and that's one of the things I love that Zach and, like, our church did under Zach's leadership was he put out these little things, mm-hmm. right? And it was these like, are the these are the qualifications right. of a deacon. And if you can think of men in the church yes. that fit these qualifications... Yeah, write them down. Start, write them down, pray right? About it, yeah. Pray about it. And if you need to change the list after you pray about it, like change the list, right. but this is when we're going to take up names, right? right? Um, yeah. The, like It wasn't this like predetermined set of names. It was literally like the Holy Spirit moving yep. in Holy the Spirit congregation. Like, yeah. And it's, it's interesting looking back on it, right? Like knowing your character, your story, um, it makes complete sense. Why? Why you were chosen? And I and I hope that you've come around to. I do. Yeah. <laughs> understand. No, I, 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 I jokingly too, right? say like I have no idea why I'm a deacon, but I I mean, do. But it. I mean, like I love you know, people. You, I love God. Yeah. I mean, like you you are a true servant of yeah. the church, right? And and a humble servant, right? And when you look at the office of deacon, I mean, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Right. It's sure. just an undeterred servant, faithful servant of the church. That's what it is, right? Um. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I think not to. To your horn, but no, you know you're. Yeah, no, no, keep going. I, keep I going. appreciate it. No, but I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> say it a little louder. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I mean it. It makes it always made sense. I still have Zach. Always, yeah, go. Sorry. So you've always had one of the biggest hearts, I think, of anyone in the yeah. church. So it makes sense why you're in that position. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, of course. So appreciate. your name, like, how did it? So Zach called me. Uh, I was at work. Um, you got a minute? I was like, yeah, what's up? Uh, I remember walking to the OR where it was quiet and there was nothing set up. I was just sitting there talking. Saying, he told me this story about, oh, Brother Jerry came to me and told me it was time to quit my job and serve the Lord full time. I'm like going through my mind, why do you want yeah. me to quit my job? What is this like, about? Like, exactly. are, are you calling you me to preach? Right. I'm like, you know I'm not a preacher, teacher. Uh, the Holy like, Spirit's at, supposed to do that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he's like, so your name came up as one of the like most incidences for deacon. What do you think about that? I just kind of remember being quiet for a second, like, oh, 
okay, I guess. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Right, you know. And so he kind of explained this to me and just went through it. And I was like, well, who am I to deny the Holy Spirit? Like, yeah. if, if God wants me to Amen. work in this in yeah. this role, I'll do it. I, I, I'm going to serve in this church whether I'm apply, whether I have the title of deacon or not. Yeah. I'm gonna cook men's prayer breakfasts, or yeah, which is exactly why you is, should right, be which is exactly why the Holy Spirit <laughs> laid that it, name Andrew, on people's hearts. Okay, you're a deacon, <laughs> right? Um, I'm the baby deacon, which is fine. I'll wear that. I'll, I'll, I wasn't I'll gonna bring that. that up, I'll carry that but it's title. Still my it's fine. I do, it doesn't bother me. I am a baby. I'm. T- well, it's great, right? Because I mean, our other deacons, some of them are older. Yeah, and it's good to see a church, you know, looking at that and embracing that, saying, "Hey, you right. know, there needs to be." younger blood coming into this position just to keep it going right there needs to be the church needs to see that for growth i think and and what a great like um example for like guys that are like you and bryce's age right to know that hey you don't have to wait until you're like 50 or 60 years old to aspire to be a deacon in the church like if you're faithful and you serve like age doesn't mean anything as no, long as yeah. you're, you know, not not a novice or um, and that really only applies to pastors. But um, but you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that you guys can aspire to like, hey, you know what? I don't have to wait until, you know, three other deacons um, graduate to their heavenly home right. in order for me to be a deacon. Right. Well, yeah, um, it's, it's more of a heart thing. Yeah. Not an age thing. Yeah. It's a, I, I it's think a, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and practically speaking in Acts, when they selected them is because the apostles needed they weren't. They needed to preach. They needed. To, they didn't yeah. need to serve tables. And it was. It's funny. I don't know if I share this or not. Uh, Zach texted me after anniversary Sunday because I catered it more mm-hmm. or less, um, which was was fine. Yeah, um, Andrew, Andrew's you, the deacon way. that does like all the cooking <laughs> stuff because yeah. you know that catering I, thing that God yeah. allowed him to be <laughs> well, a part of. When he was right. Younger. Yeah. You know what? A funny story about that, and I'll, and I'll let you continue. But you, we on that Sunday, yeah. I was eating I and, and whatnot, and you walked up for something. You said something to me. I was like, hey. Who who catered this? Like who, what what restaurant catered this? Right. And you're like, are you kidding? I was like, no, I mean, dead it was, serious. It was like an insult it, to you. It was no, 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 no. It was that good. Exact opposite. It was that good yeah. that I thought it was catered by an actual establishment. I, I can say the same thing. Whenever you and your, I, it was probably mainly you, but whenever you, so the church is something cool when uh, a family has a has a kid. Um, the church will provide. Uh, like meals or meals something. Oh, yeah, for yeah, the first yeah. week or yeah. so, and and your family provided one of our first meals, and I thought it was chipotle. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, this rice, these beans, this are chipotle. I was like, this is awesome. Like this is this is great. And I I didn't know that you had made that until we had the fellowship meal, and it was uh, the same type of rice and the yeah. beans. And I was like, oh wow, Whoa, if you're gonna crazy. do, God should get your best people. <laughs> he, re- he really should. God's people should Amen. do their best for God. I can get behind yeah. that for sure. Um, <laughs> But so the, Zach, Zach, Zach had texted me. He's like, "Hey man, just so many compliments, and just you did a great job today. I really appreciate it." And I was like, "Text him back." I'm like, "Dude, like, I can't teach a Sunday school class, and I can't preach a sermon, but I'll give you what God's given me. This I'll give you. Know, I yeah. can yeah. I can make yeah. some good eats. Yeah. So I, you know, if if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what to do in my church, just do what you can. Yeah. Do you know, like I, I'm not a teacher. You don't want me teaching." Trust me, it will not go well. Lord, uh, you, he, he's, he's not saying that as a challenge. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I don't have that gift. Yeah. I don't have, I, don't, I can speak in front of people. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not eloquent. Yeah, well, of course, then again, who has made gifts are a whole other episode. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. No, but that's I, a real I, thing. I think that's right. a great point. Like, um, serve where you're gifted. 
And then as you serve, like you will become more gifted in other areas because you're serving next to people who are gifted differently. Right. Um, One of the things I think that kind of I always struggled with when I was younger was like serving in in the capacity, Andrew, that that Mm -hmm. I've seen you serve. But at the same time, that's had a, a profound effect on me. Because being able to get in there and like serve next to you on like breakfasts and like helping make food and um, just kind of getting in that servant uh, mindset. Because I, I've never had a problem like serving from like a teaching perspective mm. or, or something like that. Like I've even cleaned toilets at churches and painted walls. Right. But the actual like servant of like serving, right. not as a, as in, in, in a service sure. capacity instead of like a just strictly work capacity is something that like I've learned from watching you and, and seeing the things that you've done. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that encouragement. Like just serve where you're gifted. If, if you're good at cleaning toilets, be the best at cleaning the church's toilets. And if that's the only thing you can do, that's fine. God, I'll take it. God, yeah. I'll take your, your, your work works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. A- another plug to, like I, catering wasn't my favorite job. It didn't really pay very well, um, but it taught me how to move in the kitchen, how to plan things out, mm-hmm. how like how to effectively utilize my time. And I'm grateful for it now because um, I'm able to bless my church with it. And then no. another job I had, I worked for a plastic surgeon, and I suit your skin really well. So a church member's wife's got a plastic closure. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, just again, it was one of those jobs where I was like, I just, I just need some extra cash. I'll go, yeah, I'll go work an extra job here. And I was, I worked. I'm a workaholic. I worked uh, six to two, four days a week, and then three to eleven, five days a week. So wow. that was the first several years of my career. Wow. But it okay. you know, taught me some skills. And you know, if if God has you in a job that you're not really sure why you're there, just lean into it. Be the best you can. Um, not only That's for your good. testimony. Because God's God's people should be excellent in what they do, but you never know where you're gonna where it's gonna take you in life. What you mm. what you're gonna do with it for God later on in life, right? Yeah, what you're gonna learn for yeah. later opportunities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's definitely you know it's funny like every testimony episode we do, it's it's kind of the same theme of hey, everything that I went through, all this adversity, you know, whether it be the vices or tragic accidents. Um, God saw me through it and the things that I learned along the way lead me to where I am now. Yeah. And everything was orchestrated perfectly as God always wanted it to happen. And sometimes it has to be that way. Right. Yeah. And I I see God's hand, um, in the timing when I met Sarah and the, um, motivation it gave me. Cause I, like I said before, before coming to Texas in 2007, aimless. Like I really was just, hmm. I didn't have anxiety or whatever. I just thought that I had no goals. I had no direction. I have no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I was here in Texas for two weeks and I was like laser focused education, job, marriage. I yeah, want sure. that. I want that girl. Do you think the Holy Spirit used Sarah? Absolutely. To kind of realign or I guess motivate you in that direction? It, it was the catalyst. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important, you know, in, in pursuing a relationship to pursue a, a godly woman, uh, which Sarah absolutely is. Um, 
much more than myself, I would at times I would almost say. <laughs> Isn't that the case? Because she has most to because she has to deal with me. <laughs> um but yeah, I remember I I distinctly remember that that total mental shift and drive and mm. just and really just getting me going. But I'm grateful that it was her and not, you know, a lost person or someone that was going to take me a different direction. So thank God for a godly woman, godly wife. Absolutely. Amen. Well, yeah, I think we've arrived at a, at a good spot here. You know, yep. I think, uh, like I said before, with, with every testimony episode we do, it's, um, it's always great to see how the Lord works in people's life and where they end up. Right. Um, you know, there's always, there's always things in our life that seem like the end of the world when they're happening, but Christ has a bigger picture and there's a better way. You know, there's more to come. Right. And Christ is, is not done with you yet. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we would love to hear from you. Right. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, you know, we're going to post the, uh, pictures of the, x-ray that we were looking at earlier uh, i think you guys will get a kick out of that it's pretty gnarly looking um throw down a comment on that yeah tell us what you think about it you know ask any questions um tom was going to tell you here in a second where you can reach us uh, but we'd love to interact with you guys yeah so get a hold of us on social media at lwbc underscore publications uh, we're on instagram we're on facebook uh, we'd love to hear a comment from you and if you've got like a question for andrew or if there's something in the in the episode that like just kind of struck a chord with you and you'd like to comment on it or say that it was a blessing to you you can do it there uh, or you can email us at podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org uh, like Kyle said, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we love seeing like our, our stats that people are listening, but it would be great to just uh, hear some reviews from people and see some comments. So just get a hold of us. We will answer. Yeah, also share. Share it if you see it. Absolutely. You see our post, yeah. a simple button press to get it to more people, get yeah. the gospel out there further. I mean, it's super simple, super easy to do, and we we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, um, yeah. you know, follow us there, and we will uh, see you next week for another installment of Thinking Well. Definitely took a plunge, Andrew. You want to say something? No, I was. Gotcha. Know. You raise your hand like you I wanted to do your sign off. <laughs> I'm gonna get a drink of water. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, we we appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks for taking Thanks the for time. Yeah. It was a uh, it's good talk. Yeah. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.